Welcome to Talking Paragraphs. I am your host, Daniel Finney. Uh, on the line with us, as always, is the man about Bluff City, the Sultan of Spreadsheets, Memphis Paul. Paul, hey, how you doing? Uh, re- reasonably well. That is probably the most that we can ask for in these strange and dangerous days. I don't want to oversell it. You don't seem like the kind of guy who would oversell the listeners. The listeners deserve integrity. They may not get it from other places, but we're, we're straight, uh, straight shooters. Well, we are the longest running podcast between Mm -hmm. a unemployed journalist and a regretfully employed accountant in Des Moines and Memphis. And that that requires integrity. It does. It it requires integrity because neither of our professions have it, so why why don't we have it? Paul, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm stressed out. uh, My knees are knocking. uh, I'm not sleeping well. I'm freaked out. Uh, I've got this mm-hmm. surgery next week on my knee, and everybody is generous when it's not their body. They're like, oh, it's no big deal. It's not invasive. I had that done, no problem. Well, I've never had I thought, uh I thought this was just a, a checkup, a pre-surgery meeting. No, that's uh, i got to do that on Monday. Up. That's Monday. Monday I have a physical just to make sure I'm not okay. actively dying of a heart attack that day. Um, and then the surgery is later. In surgery that same is Friday. Week, is that? Yeah. Surgery is Friday. All right. All right. I'm all, I'm up to speed now. Right. So it's an arthroscopic surgery. Mm-hmm. As I've complained about many times, I tore my meniscus right before your first visit in a couple of years. Uh, I had very yeah. limited mobility and a lot of pain. Uh, the pain got a little bit better, then it would get a little bit worse, and it just round and round. So I decided to have the surgery. Um, it was going to be super expensive, but a bunch of people, friends, family, readers, people I've never met, donated almost ten thousand dollars to pay for it. So it's paid for. So I'm like, I'm like, I got to do it. Uh, the the it, there makes no sense not to do it. The only reason not to do it is I'm, I'm a coward. So I make the appointment. Uh, apparently what they do, it's arthroscopic. I don't know anything about medicine stuff, but they drill one hole. When I say drill, I mean, they cut, make one incision, small incision on one side of the knee and jam a camera in there. They make another incision mm-hmm. on the other side of the knee. And they, that's where they bring the tools in. And what, what the meniscus is, is a piece of cartilage. Like, uh, it's not quite, I guess it's a ligament, but it, when it tears, it's done. You can't sew it back together. You just cut it off. And what's causing the pain is the piece of it that's flapping around is hitting nerves and getting in the way of proper yeah. functioning in the knee. So they're just going to yank it out, check, you know, check around in there, make sure there's no other, you know, uh, you know, tinker toys or, uh, ballpoint pens or, you know, half you can, dollars. Yeah, you can, okay, you can wrap this segment up as quickly as you want because 
I, I'm one of these people that in biology class in high school, it's like, oh, just pick, you know, prick your finger. We'll use that one little piece of blood to uh, yeah. put on the slide. And you just passed out. And it would knock me. It just passed me out, and I'm like, <laughs> my head's against the cold slab of the, you know, the biology yeah. uh, tables. Well, so this is all, this is just doing my head in. Uh, all right. Well, I. To, to just hear about this. I'm glad that I'm talking to you about it in this sense. I won't give any more details. Mm -hmm. It's that you're the perhaps the only other person I know who hasn't immediately said to me, "No problem. You'll be you'll be up in a couple of days. You'll you'll be uh, as good as new." All those things may be true, but today, before the surgery, I'm scared uh, a little bit, and I'm just going to be honest about that. I I, here's what I did to to cope with it, Paul. I, I I bought. A teddy bear. Okay. Uh, I bought a Care Bear. W- w- would you care to All guess right. which Care Bear I bought? Is it the Hulk? <laughs> the, I, the Hulk is not a Care Bear. I mean, he may be one day, but I, he's not presently a Care Bear. I don't. I mean, you've got me. I don't know. Uh, the answer is I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know uh, much about Care Bears. Uh, well, they, yeah, uh, they were, they were younger for younger kids that were younger than us. They all had, they were teddy bears that had little symbols on their belly. Like there was sunshine bear and he had like a sun on his belly and uh, there was American. Yeah. There's American girl dolls now. They're supposed to be collectible. Yeah. But when I was in a, a young professional, there was a woman in our office who collected the Beanie Babies. Yeah. That I don't know where Funko Pops put, put in. Uh, You're probably in the same category. I, had, I, I, I played Magic the Gathering. Yeah. These, these are all like fun things that are also like halfway collectible. Right. Uh, I just I just have the one which, care bear. Yeah. Uh and he's going to help me get through surgery. There's they, they oh, have they had great. a green one. Uh like yeah. a Kelly green one. He was good luck bear. But I just felt oh. like our ethos didn't match. And so I I went with a mm. uh, blue bear called Grumpy Bear. I feel okay. like I feel like our ethos match. And that's going to get me through surgery. Well, but, good. So you mentioned uh, the physical that I have to take before I can have the surgery. That was supposed to be last Friday. Um, we're recording this on yeah. a Sunday, so it was supposed to be three days ago. Um, but I was late because it's hard for me to get around. It's hard for me to get in and out of the car. And even when I have temporary handicapped parking or persons with disabilities parking or whatever the words we're supposed to use is, um, it's st- there's still a little bit of walking that needs to be done in the clinic. So I got to the clinic, but I was five minutes late and mm-hmm. they were like, it's too late. The doctor's booked up. He can't do anything. You have to come back Monday. Yeah. Which started us thinking on Friday about uh, the quality of customer service. Well, there's the doctor's office, but, but then you got on the phone with some medical organization and that, uh, that was a struggle. 
That, yeah, that I got the on the phone with that, the hospital. Uh, that was a joy. Yeah. And so, yeah, trying to reach out for something you want to do with the medical organization, that I, I guess that was the thing that was a chat, uh, like, oh, that's poor customer service right there. That, that's high up on my list of uh, medical organizations. I don't know if we're going to. Were we going to make a list? We're going to run through our lives. Why wouldn't we? I think medical organizations are in the mix for number one. I would say the well, government want, is the hardest. If, well, if you're wanting to pay them, oh. it's like, well, let me connect you right away. We'll facilitate that. But if you're if you're needing something, I think they'll send a guy to your house to pick up a payment. But uh, right. But uh, if, I, if I need clarification right. on which door I'm supposed to yeah. come in for my surgery. Now, fuck you. Go, mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. The government, that's yeah. any government organization. They're, I, uh, I've been dealing a lot with they're the They're operating. The IRS. On their time. I, I, I finally got my refund. Oh, uh, well, good. So uh, I'll, I'll have rent money uh, through the yeah. end of the year. So that's a win. Yeah, great. But I've also been dealing with unemployment. Uh, they, they, mm-hmm. the story for, for our, f- uh, newest listeners, the story on the, uh, tax refund is I filed my taxes in April b- before the deadline and it, and they got kicked into the error queue and stayed there mm-hmm. until August 12th. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to credit Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley's field staff I don't wow. know if their inquiries into the IRS made any difference or not. If it was, if they just said, Hey, here are a list of Iowa people who are stuck in your queue. What's the deal? And they said, Oh Christ, I got a Senator up our ass. Let's move these people out of here. Let's go. Or this is just the, the amount of time that it would have taken for it to happen. I don't know, but I'm thankful for Senator Grassley's people in the sense that at least it gave me a person I could get on the phone. Because you work with the IRS as an accountant on the business side of things, and you couldn't get those motherfuckers on the phone with uh, if you had their families hostage. I uh, I wasn't qualified to do that for my firm, but the, the people that were, it's like you have to call early in the morning. If you called late, well, that that's it for the whole day. Yeah. Three o'clock. We're not. We're 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 winding through the stuff we've already got. Uh, to deal with, much less the last two hours of the day. Just you know, you're gonna have to call back later. Uh, and this was like a special phone line for tax professionals to call. Right. Uh, and if you had multiple things to talk about, no, we can only do one thing at a time for call. You know, that'd be that'd be too efficient to go over more than one thing at once. Uh, so yeah, the government's right up there. Uh, med- I think medicine. I think people who it, who sell tickets to events are pretty oh, awful. Uh, like um, what's Ticketmaster? Yeah, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster in general that. is a piece of shit, but all of them are shitty because yeah. they're they're not there to make sure you have a good experience. They're there mm-hmm. to like Ticketmaster you. You pay a convenience charge, which I sort of get. It's like I didn't have to go to a place to buy this. So mm-hmm. I get paying 10, 15 bucks convenience charge. 
it's the t- there's a fee on there though called the Ticketmaster fee, which I just call the fuck you fee. This is like we already charge you a convenience fee. Now we're just charging you a fee because we fucking can. And if you want to go see this yeah. concert, you're gonna pay it. And if you don't, yeah, you know, go spin. What, spin. what you're well, what you're talking about, I, I'm going to put this organization just under the general category of monopoly. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. You want to do this thing, you only have this one choice. Like cable companies, there's maybe right. one or two yeah. Yeah. In, a, in a market. So uh, they're competing with the other monopoly, but, you know, they're, they're like, oh, do we want to do a great job of this? Well, no, we'll do an average job. We'll do as average <laughs> a job as you are. You, you mentioned retail, and I said, well... I don't. I think they actually have to do a decent job because, um, like, if if I had a horrible experience at uh, McDonald's, I can go to Wendy's, I can go to Burger King, right? Uh, but I guess e- even in that market, um, everyone's having trouble uh, finding uh, employees. People are having trouble, like ketchup. There was a there was a problem with ketchup. Just sourcing that for anyone. Uh, There's a problem so there with plastic like, bags. Yeah. Did you know this? Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to uh, completely uh, yeah, step on my zero hedge story, but I'm just saying, like, if I have a horrible experience at Burger King, it's like, well, I'll just never go there. I'll go to McDonald's. But right. um, I, everyone has a, a sense of how things are and what the profit they want to make is so um well uh, there's two things it it could be bad but you're but you're still competing in a larger marketplace than the cable companies or a medical office or the government there's only so many options there you have more competition in your cable market in memphis which is a larger city than des moines we just have one cable company and then the satellite companies and yeah. they're all just kind of in a merry-go-round of screw you. Like our ABC station yeah. hasn't been on the cable company because of dispute between Mediacom and Tegna over whatever. I don't know. Who cares? But the ABC station hasn't been on since like December. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, hasn't been on Mediacom. It's a, it's just a mess. Uh because I, I remember we just got scores of calls from angry people about because we couldn't air the Big 12 championship game. Oh, sure. Uh, so With the, the mighty Iowa State. Uh, listen, whatever, the, whatever the, they are. The Cyclones don't get much. That was a great year for mm-hmm. them. Uh, so. I will say, um, like the worst is the medical people because it's a monopoly and – you know, you kind of have to do it or, or you're dead. Like right. The, ca- the cable companies, there's only a couple of them, but, you know, if if I get so pissed at the cable company, which is what I've been, it's like, you know what? I just won't watch cable TV. I'll watch the Netflix, whatever, the bunny ears pick I, I up. Would, you know, I I'll read say, a book. I would say cable so, companies uh, have improved because a lot of people are as, like, hey, yeah, yeah. fuck you, just hook me up to the internet. And I'll watch Netflix right. or I'll watch Amazon right. Prime or HBO Max or whatever of the umpteen streaming services there are. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not like, oh, hey, we need to do a good, good job. You know, our customer surveys are in the toilet. 
it's like, yeah, enough people have said, screw you, they're, vo- they're voting with their wallets. And at that point, it's like, well, what, what can we do here? It's not too much trouble. Uh, change you know course. Who, you know who does do a good job for me anyway? Is my, my local grocery store chain, hy V. Uh, well, I don't I go to the grocery store. You're more of a fan of going to the grocery store than I am. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I get my groceries delivered. Um, but sometimes there's perils with that. You know, most people will gripe about uh, selection of fresh fruit. I'm not that guy. They, they but, do throw in a bunch of samples of things that you're indifferent to, like uh, they do whatever that. that minty fresh, minty fresh Coca-Cola or whatever it was. Yeah, that was t- the coffee Coca-Cola, I think. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. We drank that on air one day, and that was that was yeah. enough of that. But I'll give you an example of how they do. I put my order in mm-hmm. today, and I set it to be delivered yeah. on Monday, but then I realized, oh, I have to go to Ames for this physical that I missed on Friday. So right. I called the store, and I'm like, can we just push this to Tuesday when I'll be home? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, no problem. We'll update the order. No problem. And I've called them yeah. because I forgot something like eggs. And when they start shopping for your groceries, they text you. And they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm shopping your order today. If you need to add anything, uh-huh. you know, just text me back. Um, and and that's been nice. So yeah. not everything is horrible. But we are about to well, – I want to preface – the following topics with with some kind of recognition that a trigger a trigger, a trigger yeah, warning for I, I'm not gonna say that because that's silly. Oh. Um, that's demeaning to a class of people. I don't know. Um uh-huh. people are sensitive and and everybody mm-hmm. has a right to be who they are. So I don't want to yeah. shit on trigger warnings because, hey, if if I had survived rape and then I was in a class mm-hmm. where we we're going to read a book about rape yeah. or rape occurred in the book, I, I might want a heads up, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that's the most horrible thing that's ever happened. Um, but yeah. I also believe we're all responsible for ourselves. So Right on you know, sometimes you have bad things happen to you and you still have to function in the world and Mm -hmm. not expect the whole world to change because a horrible thing happened to you. That was a hard lesson in my life. And maybe that's made me harder toward these kinds of things. But I want to say, because we're going to talk about some heavy news issues, Uh Afghanistan uh, being one of them. And... I don't know that we're going to tell a lot of jokes about Afghanistan, but there are other things that we might tell jokes about. And the phrase that Mm -hmm. Paul uses that I really like is rotten ice. But it seems like every topic that we could approach is rotten ice. And if we don't go out there sometimes, then we're just going to talk about, you know, what sandwiches we ate this week. Uh, My mom worried about how many carbs I'm eating. So, we're going to talk about Afghanistan, which is a flipping disaster, but it was always going Mm -hmm. to be a disaster, but there's going to be some people who are like, you don't love America. And there's going to be some people who are like, this should have happened 
20 years ago or right. 15 years ago. And there are going to be some people who will be like, right. there's, this is Biden's There's two fault. sides to it. So I just want to preface all this by saying, you may not like what we have to say about that. And what I would suggest, these are always posted on my website, send a nice email. And we'll read it. We'll read it in the next podcast. Oh, yeah. podcast. I will. We won't get any email, but if we did, I would read it on the next podcast. Yeah. Uh, maybe because I don't have to. Because you don't have to listen to this. Yeah. If it goes to a point where you're like, I don't like what these people are saying, stop listening. Aren't there like, aren't there like skip ahead functions or yeah, yeah. skip the, skip, skip this we, podcast altogether? We'll be talking about the field of dreams game later, kids. And we've got quizzes yeah. and emojis. And a, and a Johnny Get Carson that, show joke. Yeah, that'll be near the yeah. end. Just scrub ahead. Yeah. So, Paul, lead us into your thoughts on the fall of Afghanistan and the oh. uh, last chopper out of Kabul. Well, I, I wanted to do my WNBA joke first because people might enjoy that, but not, not this Afghanistan stuff. That's fair. Can I Paul, do that? Paul is, Paul is not a fan of the WNBA. Uh, I, I, and I have, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, uh, but, uh, go, go ahead. Sure. Let, let me, let's hear it, Paul. Um, it's, you know, if you enjoy the WNBA, that's, that's great. It's, it's one of those things where, um, ESPN has decided to promote this, that the, the NBA, they, they partner with the WNBA. So it's just, it's good marketing. But it's one of these things you you click on ESPN. It's like you're wanting one thing and you're getting something else. So they they had a story about the inaugural uh, Commissioner's Cup. This is a WNBA event. Uh, I guess it it's the the winner of the um, uh, previous year's championship, and I I don't know who they picked for the other team. Uh, but it, there was Brianna Stewart of the Seattle, whatever their team is, and they were playing this other team. Here's a quiz, and, Paul. N- name three NBA mascot, WNBA mascots. I, I can't. And, and the, the whole jo- joke of this story, the joke is uh, me recounting this story from ESPN. It's like WandaVision where – Wow, I, I don't know if our, if our listeners have, have watched the WandaVision where um, the characters are doing stuff in WandaVision and then they get kind of out of the center of town and uh, there's less details showing up because it's like people aren't paying attention to, to anything except what's right in front of them. And the, the world building just kind of falls flat towards the edge. And that, that's my attention level uh for this WNBA story i got that it was called the uh commissioner's cup and i i got one player in the in the city she was in uh but i can't remember that uh i remember it was seattle and i think the swedish hospital network is their 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 big uh uh promoter it's like it's on the jersey they're, i guess they're giving them some money uh but that's it. I don't. I don't know what, if there's the storm or the cyclone or the forest, and I can't remember who they were playing because that's like I had a little Wandavision going on there. Like I, I only picked up 
a few details, and then uh, my peripheral vision on that story kind of fell apart. So that was my joke, which is kind of a, a sad, silly joke because all my jokes are. But I was worried <laughs> Wait, about just, presenting this joke okay. because the WNBA, oh, it's women's athletics. There's equality. Well, you know, why are you crapping on this? And you know, my attitude is like, hey, if you if you're into that, that's great. Um, it's just like it helps facilitate the joke. You know, I'm equating this with WandaVision, and and the part of the humor is that I don't rate the WNBA as entertainment, and uh, it's just a way of of the joke working. Here's a counterpoint that, that, that I, I don't offer that, you. I, that I don't like this particular form of entertainment. Yeah, uh, but but it could be rot nice because uh, we just can't pick on things. Uh, Here's a counterpoint I would offer you. So that's it. The counterpoint I would offer you is, isn't acceptance into society in a way meant that you will be getting some ribbing? Sure. Uh, you, should be pr- you should be proud, WNBA, that I don't like you because uh, you know who else uh, gets criticism? Uh, the NFL, which is right. like the biggest People make fun of the out NFL. there. People- yeah, it's like, oh. This the Super Bowl coverage lasted forever. Uh, this concussion protocol, or you're doing a bad job with that. You know, right? The players there, are getting away with murder, literally. There's a guy. Uh, so uh-huh. There's a guy who made a career, made himself a multi-million dollar career by just saying shitty things about the suits that oh. NBA draftees were wearing on his blog or Twitter or whatever it was. That guy's name is Bill Simmons and he's a piece of shit, but that's, that's just how things go. Sometimes, sometimes your thing gets made fun of. Uh, You could probably do a 20 minute riff on Dr. Who. And I would sit here and steam and huff and puff because it's my favorite show. Uh, Not presently, but it has been most of my life. Uh, And, then there'd be other people would be like, because uh, I just said not presently, there's going to be the assumption that I can't handle a female doctor. It has nothing to do with who's playing the role. The stories have been crummy. And their yeah. production schedule has been crap. So anyway, we're, we're off the rotten ice uh, mm. and off the beaten path and uh, down somewhere in the ditch. But let's get to Afghanistan. Uh Okay. The last couple of weeks, the news out of Afghanistan is this. The U.S. is going home. Biden is bringing the boys home and women, the men and women uh, mm-hmm. and transgender soldiers, whoever uh, service in the military, whoever's serving, they're coming home. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's not backing down from that. He's like, uh, there was no way this was going to end any better. Uh, mm-hmm. prov- so the Taliban's like, well, they're gone. Now we can take it back over. And province after province, has, they've just fallen over. So these, these U.S.-trained uh, military and police forces, many of them have just laid down their guns and run and hit. Well, yeah. you know, it could be fairly said. My friend Lewis, who is an Army veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, among other places, he said, if they're not going to defend themselves, then why should we defend them? 
and uh, and there was only one way this was going to end because we never like in Iraq, which we shouldn't have invaded for any reason. In Iraq, we build a one billion dollar fortress of an in- embassy, and that's clearly saying we're going to be there forever. In Afghanistan, we refurbish like a building on the town square somewhere as our Marriott Hilton. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and that's, that was no investment at all. We were always, this was always going to end like Saigon in 75 with people clinging to the arms of a helicopter of a chopper. as yeah. it flies off of the embassy roof. It's go, It's going to end badly. And lots of people are going to die. Lots of people have already died. But the thing that's yeah. pissing me off, and I am not a partisan, I'm a oh. moderate, but the uh-huh. thing that's pissing me off about this is everybody's like, Biden's betrayed Afghanistan. Hey, nobody gave a shit. Nobody in this country honestly gave two shits about Afghanistan. When 9 11 happened, yeah. all they wanted to do was murder some people because some of our people got murdered. And uh, Afghanistan really didn't have anything to do with. 9-11. It was Saudi Arabia. But there's no fucking way we're going to invade Saudi Arabia because that's like invading Texas. They're our frenemies. We're not going to do it. Oh. Even though most yeah. of the terrorists, including the organizer, Saddam, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Osama bin Laden, were Saudi Arabian. Uh, we're not going to invade those guys. But they're blaming, this, they're, blaming, they're laying the blame on the fall of Afghanistan on Joe Biden's feet. This this goes back to George W. Bush. It went through oh, no, went through no, most of no, George. I'm gonna let me let me jump in here. Right uh, on. There's a, a Ken Follett book he wrote in the 70s about the folly of interfering in Afghanistan. When it there was, was the Russians, a, uh, when it was the Russians. It's still the same country, but you know right, different elements. Right. 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 Sure. I mean, it was Russia, then Soviet Union, then the fall of Soviet Union. I mean, there's been 50 years of uh, geopolitics, and Afghanistan was a, a, a troubled situation during all of that time. Um, I, I, there, there's been a Tom Hanks movie, you know, and then there's been, you know, the last 30 or 40 years of modern culture where we've been, we've been in Afghanistan uh, there's, there's been some kind of uh, outside party in Afghanistan uh, that the Afghan natives didn't like, and it's it's just been like a, a problem for uh, for somebody for uh, fifty years. My, I don't my I don't problem, get. Sorry, my I, I don't. With this is I'm I'm going like to the Bing page. You know what what's the daily headline today? Yeah. And there was like a news story each day. Oh, well, this province fell. Uh, another province fell today. Like, well, yeah, that, that, that's happening. Uh, I don't know that we need an update on this. Like, I don't need a story on the Internet about, hey, the federal debt went up this much today. It's like, yeah, it's always going up. It's been going up for some time. Uh, I, I don't know. This isn't a news flash. I didn't need an update on this. Uh it, it, this is like a lot of political issues where, um, oh, I'm on this side of the issue and I'm on this other side of the issue. Um, well, we got out, you know, we, we've tilted towards this direction. 
And uh, I, you shouldn't be shocked at the results of this. Like this is the people that didn't think we needed to be there. Well, this was why we were there because if you don't do that, this other bad thing happened. Uh, uh, so the the media coverage of this is just kind of slightly irritated me. It's just been uh, more more annoying than is typical. Which the baseline is kind of annoying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I'm annoyed because uh, Americans are dumb. The people are dumb. Yeah. Gen- the average person is stupid yeah. worldwide. But we're we're dumb in an offensive way, in the sense that we have the resources that we could all be smarter. We just choose not to use them. We're lazy, and so mm-hmm. we want to look at Afghanistan, and then we want oh, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is uh, he's an idiot, and he's getting all these people killed in Afghanistan. Look, uh, here is uh, here is the history of us screwing around in that region of the world since uh, in our lifetime, which is forty six years. In seventy five, maybe seventy four, uh, the Shah of Iran, who was our puppet dictator, CIA guy, mm-hmm. was overthrown. Yeah. He was a brutal murderer of his own people, but he was our well, he guy, was our so, guy, so we let yeah. it. He was overthrown, and he kicked out of the country. I think he died in the Hamptons of liver disease or something. I don't know. He was kicked out, and that arose the Ayatollah Khomeini, who hated us. And we were like, oh, shit, we need a friend in the region. So we mm-hmm. propped up a guy named Saddam Hussein in Iraq. Good who guy. Was, Good guy. Who was a brutal murderer of his own people with chemical weapons and he, the like. He, and we didn't give a our shit. Guy. We didn't give a yeah. shit until he attacked one of our other oil buddies. And they were like, whoa, we gave you a region. You're out of your yard. So George H.W. Bush said, you got to go back to your yard, you know, and they kicked his, they kicked him back to his yard. Stay in your yard. Don't be a dumbass. Uh, And then, you know, time and time again, this happened. Like the Russians in the eighties, the seventies and the eighties, were for whatever reason trying to take over Afghanistan. I guess they just wanted yeah. to even out the the map of Asia uh, right. in their in their favor because Afghanistan, according to my friend, is just a rocky hellhole. Like there's some pretty yeah. parts to the country, but mostly it's just rocks and dust and blood. You you can grow you can grow drugs there, sure. and I th- I think there's there's mineral rights there, like valuable mineral rights, but. Um, I mean, who's going to build a mining concern there if it's just going to get shelled in the middle yeah. of some dispute between varying parties? Well, uh, the other thing is oils. We'll leave oil aside for a second. But the only time that the CIA, U.S. interference in this region ever worked was in Afghanistan when we gave a bunch of money and guns and training to the freedom fighters who repelled the Russians. And when we say repel the Russians, what happened was the Russians decided "Ah, enough of our guys have died at this. We'll just go home. Uh, And that's what has happened here. Well, that group of people that we trained, by the way, they became the Taliban and their very best guy was uh, Osama bin Laden. So here we are again. We tried what the Russians tried and failed at it 
because nobody learns from Napoleon. Don't fight a land war in Asia. Uh, and we're still screwing around. And finally, Biden's like, let's just, we're calling, I'm sending more troops to get our, the rest of our guys out safely. Good luck with it, you know. And we'll have problems with them in the future. We will. Because, sure, sure. Because we'll have problems with Iraq in the future because we made Iraq worse. Iraq was a hellish dictatorship, but it had a functioning society. Like they had electricity and they had running water. Then we came and fucked it up. And we put a bunch of people out of work. And we put a bunch of people with guns and munition experience, the Republican Guard, out of work. We made things worse there. And their kids are going to grow up and remember that. And we'll pay for it. Maybe not you or me personally, because we don't live in New York or D.C. or Los Angeles or any of the places where it makes a big splash if you blow people up. But we'll pay for that someday. Uh, and that's, you know, I, it, it annoys me that people are so dumb that they can't just understand the basic facts of history uh, and that they're so flag-waving stupid that they can't understand that we're not always the nice guy. And sometimes we're the bad guy. I mean, yeah. anyway. This is why Afghanistan is rotten ice because it makes me angry because I want to believe in the inherent goodness of my country, but that's a fool's errand. It's the path to madness. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I've given up on good outcomes for that area. Uh, but it's more of the media stuff the last week or so, but you know what? Um, in a couple of weeks, they'll be done with this. So uh, this annoying media uh, coverage, uh, it'll be over in a couple of weeks because uh, they're not actually looking to provide a solution. They're just looking to uh, uh, do some uh, virtue signaling that uh, you know, a lot human lives are important. Uh, we're going to cover this and then move on to something else uh, in a couple of weeks because they didn't care about it all uh, leading into it. Uh, so I, I can just assume they'll, they'll move on pretty quick. Well, I guess we can close the book on that one. Yeah. Um, close it. Let's, let's close out the segment with a, uh, your zero hedge stories. You got a couple, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I want to give you I want to give you the space to do this. I'm only going to say this as our usual uh, sure. what call it. Um, Go ahead. Zero Hedge is a known right wing conspiracy website that is likely backed by Russians. However, uh-huh. it does occasionally provide amusing anecdotes about people who skywrite penises. Mm-hmm. And so with that, Paul, tell us what Zero Hedge has for us this week. And by the way, Zero Hedge, if you're listening, sponsorships available. Well, as bad as people are having it this week in Afghanistan, spare, spare a thought for the United Kingdom. Uh, the KFC Corporation 
operating in the UK has issued a warning to consumers that certain menu items would not be available. In fact, some of the packaging would be the non-standard variety, not the typical, you know, kind, kindly white-haired gentleman, uh, southern gentleman uh, on the on the side of the bag. And, and this this led rightly to concerns because um, they've had their fast food disrupted. They, the article kind of listed a group of uh, other fast food vendors that had had issues uh, of this nature. There was a hashtag, a training hashtag, and eventually the police was alerted to these troubles. And the police responded, you know, this this isn't a police matter if you can't get your uh, favored KFC products uh, and packaging, um, which, you know, I, I feel like when Popeye's takes away the dirty rice offering, you know, that's just a sign that, uh, you know, KFC could have some troubles. You know, it's just the domino, domino theory at work. Uh, the, the other, the other zero hedge article, I, I only got the headline, but I just wanted to pass on that, uh, there was a recent issue, I guess, of Robin or uh, an issue with Robin, the character, but you know, Batman's trusty right. assistant. I have something to say about this. So go ahead and lay it on me. It, it was revealed that he's a bisexual. Right. According, Maybe. according to zero hedge. According to Zero Hedge's reporting, which again is, you know, comes with caveats, which you've already listed for us. Um, That's it. That's uh, this week in Zero Hedge. Uh, and and we thank you for that, uh, and proud we are of all them, uh, of uh, all of them. Uh, here's what I have to say about the Robin thing. First of all, there have been multiple people who've been in the role of women or excuse me in the role of robin including at least two women depending on how you count the realities of the multiverse mm-hmm. uh earth, earth too. but in the main dc continuity there was robin dick grayson that was the one from 1940 the original one and he lasted 40 years until the early 80s and then there was a new kid named Jason Todd. And he was co-created by uh, a Tumwa, Iowa native, Max Allen Collins. Um, oh. He was not liked by readers, and they killed him in a storyline that I read when I was a kid yes. called Death in the Family. He's since been resurrected because nobody dies in comics. Uh, yeah. Only comedians die on stage. But did he um, die? Did he die in the middle of a, a bisexual exploit? Or uh, uh, no, he he died when the Joker oh, beat no. the shit out of him with a uh, crowbar and left him to die on the floor of a warehouse that was bombed with, with a giant TNT oh. bomb. Um, that, that sounds that sounds very strange. Then <laughs> he was there trying to save his mo- his mother who had abandoned him as a child. That's great. Uh, That's very straight. Then very good. Uh, A world of pain. Um. <laughs> so then there was a third Robin named Tim Drake, 
And Tim Drake was this like super bright detective kid who figured out that Batman was Bruce Wayne and that the that Robin was both Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. And Batman takes him under his wing. There are then other Robins after that that I'm not going to get into because it's too complicated and nerdy. But it was Tim Drake who I've not seen the comic. I'm not interested because I don't I don't read every Batman comic. I read I cherry pick them because Yeah, there's only so many there's a lot of anyone who's not into comics, there's a lot of comics on the shelf. Right. It's easy to go down a rabbit hole of every single comic. And there are a lot of Batman comics. So you have to you have to pick. And I don't want to get too heavy into the continuity stuff like this thing. But apparently what happened was Robin was rescuing his friend and had feelings for that friend that were deeper than just that's my buddy. And he had something to think about. Uh, And so, of course, this becomes a cause celebre for LGBTQ community. And fine. Well, maybe he's just questioning them. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't care. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't bother me if Ro- Robin was straight out gay. Uh, there were a lot of crude uh, Batman Robin sex jokes. Uh, like the, the the Batman TV series oh. in the 60s had a character named yeah. Aunt Harriet. And her job was basically... <laughs> Uh, they added that character because they were worried people were going to think Batman and Robin were homosexuals. Uh, Um, I think we're past that now. Like there's a whole character in the DC universe named uh, Christ. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's basically a a Batman like character who's in a a homosexual relationship with a guy named Apollo. Who's like a Superman like character. So uh, in, in my mind, there are gay characters in comics. Uh, There's nothing I can do to stop this trend of recasting um, established characters as different races or sexualities. Uh, I would argue, I would argue the challenge is to create a character like Camilla Khan, Ms. Marvel, who is popular with readers and, a new person, a new character, rather than Batman is black now, which in some future version of Gotham City, he is. Fine. I it, Whatever. I'm not mad about it. I don't care. I, it's just another one of these damn things where uh, people get really excited about it and they forget it's comic books. Like, a couple of years ago, there was a bat, uh, there was a Captain America storyline where Captain America was actually working for Hydra. He was the bad guy. Well, people flipped out. They were like, "This is anti-American," and Marvel is dis- first. Captain America is not real and has never been real. He's just a character. Second of all, it's a comic book. And what you do in comic books is you do crazy stuff and then you reset the status quo. So, of course, he's evil right now, but he'll be a good guy again soon. 
Maybe it's a year, maybe it's a year and a half, but he'll be a good guy soon. They killed Wolverine. He was dead for two years. He came back. They killed that Robin that I mentioned. He was dead for 10, 20 years. They brought him back. You know, uh, and there was another. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Robin is out exploring the space. And I'm glad that the good people at Zero Hedge are, uh, are on top of it. Note, yeah, noting things in the culture, passing that on. Right. Uh, so good, it, good, good on them. Yeah. There was a Captain America story recently uh, where Captain America was openly questioning the common interpretation interpretation of the American dream. Yeah. And again, the scream crowd mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God. You can't, you're, you're, you're ruining America. Children will read this. First of all, as somebody who was in publications for a long time, if we could get children to read any fucking thing, comic books, the back of their cereal, anything, yeah, we would be thrilled. Well, they, even, even if it was mind comp, at least they'd be reading. They're not, they're just looking at tweets and sending emojis. More on that. Well, they, in the well, next they, block, but well, let's get to that then. All right. Uh, we'll be back. After messages from no sponsors, stay where you are. Promise no brutal bummers in this segment. Uh, we ended last segment with a brief mention of emojis. And there was an article this week in the Wall Street Journal about how younger people, uh, people in their teens, 20s, look at emojis differently than people our age and a little bit younger. So, for example, if I were to send you a text and saying, and say, I had a great dinner last night, period, smiley face, you would okay. likely interpret that as, oh, Dan had a good dinner, good time at dinner last night. That's nice. But apparently... The, the smiley face... Uh, in the case of an elevated mood. Right. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Uh, apparently, younger people uh, are okay. viewing that smiley face and saying that it seems sarcastic. Oh. Um, and now I don't know what to do. Because yeah. I didn't want to use this shit anyway. I didn't want right. emojis to begin with. I didn't ask for them. I was uh-huh. fine with just words. And then yeah. I kind of caught on to 
the equal size and the equal sign and the parentheses. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Uh, fine. I'll do that once in a while. Or the equal size and the other parentheses <laughs> to be a frowny face. Sideways. You remember those? Well, I didn't I need, think so. I didn't need the eggplant. I didn't need the poop. I didn't even need the middle yeah. finger. Didn't need any of that stuff. If I wanted to say fuck you, I'd just say fuck you. I didn't need a yellow hand yeah. or a brown hand or a white hand or whatever. You, I didn't you could have it. said, you could have said, eat a dick without putting an eggplant. Right. Uh, right. In didn't the message. Need, I didn't need the emojis to begin with, mm-hmm. but we have them. We use them. And yeah. now, and now. They're played out, apparently. Yeah. And, and Cause, now, cause now there's. A, now there's an, there's an even younger there's an even younger generation who's rebelling against right. them. This these punk rock kids of the 21st century are like, yeah, we only use yeah. those ironically. You know, like there was a, there was someone quoted uh-huh. in the story who was basically saying, oh. "I see when I see that smiley face, I I feel like it's uh, patronizing." Jesus, yeah, how? It's bad enough hmm. that the woke generation is. I mean, if he doesn't like if he doesn't like a smiley face, he's probably not going to like our our take on uh, the Taliban or Afghanistan or our if presence there. I think it, I think it was a uh, a female, but you don't, you never know and you can't tell, and you shouldn't ask. Well, um, you're but, but the person uh, uh, who was quoted, like if you. If we can't smile, uh, uh-huh. and we all have to go around like the yeah. woman from Rogue One, just frowning right. all she the does, time. She doesn't like smiling. Uh, that. Felicity Jones. I actually mm-hmm. went on the internet looking for a picture of her smiling. And Did I'm not saying one? women have to be smiling all the time. I'm not that guy that you want to paint me as <laughs> crazy people. Every but, once in a while, there's a, there's a particular funny cat video. You know, maybe it's involuntary. <laughs> the smile reaction. I, I found it. I sent it, me. I sent it to you, and it didn't. Uh, it it didn't really qualify as a smile. I don't think it was more like it a, wasn't a full smile. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. She might have passed gas. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. if it, the woke generation has taken the meaning out of words and added other meanings and and emojis. So now the smile, we're going a the step smile farther. Is no longer cheerful. Like a smiley face is actually saying "fuck you." If I say "fuck you," I'm still saying "fuck you," but it's worse somehow. I'm sure. Uh-huh. The smile is where. Worse, where worse. does this end? Where, this is the madness that know. never sleeps. Like where I does do, this end? I do look forward to you as a young English teacher. Yeah. Handing back a paper. Uh, although paper may be too much work uh, for our young uh, young students of today, uh, maybe a journal, a paragraph with an F on it and a smiley face sticker. Would would that be an appropriate use of the smile? Like you failed. Here's a smiley face to accompany that. That would make it you sarcastic. Yeah, what I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're not we're not supposed to give Fs. That's been, uh, that's been, uh, what, what's the right, uh, needs improvement. Uh, yes. Yes. The smallest trophy. 
Uh, here's a participation uh, grade. You, you participated on this paper. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know how I'm going to handle mm-hmm. it. I'm just. I'm going to go to student teaching. Sure. What whatever she does, uh, yeah. I'm going to do, and uh, I'm going to assume that all the parents are going to come in like this. I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Any further harm visited upon Bunny will be visited tenfold upon your head. Yeah, that, so, that's strong. That's a strong reaction. <laughs> well, that's how the parents are because they've turned their kids. Now they, uh, uh, the emojis are now aggressive. Uh-huh. So yeah. beware aggressive I, uh, emojis. I like, yeah, I like the Wall Street Journal. It's like. Hey, no one reads, but maybe if we talk about emojis, someone will glance down uh, and see if they can see an emoji themselves. Uh, that, that could raise readership, quote unquote. Good job, Wall Street Journal. <laughs> uh, so in Iowa, you uh-huh. you might have heard... Uh, we had a baseball game, a major league baseball game, mm-hmm. and it was played at a special park built near the Field of Dreams movie site in Dyersville, Iowa. Right and I, there, the if you had found 1991 Dan Finney and said to him, mm-hmm. hey, Dan, the Yankees and the White Sox are going to play a real game that counts for the standings in Iowa at the field of dreams. I would have done anything to get there. Is David Cohn going to be there? (laughs) Yeah. See, (laughs) Is he going to be masturbating in the bullpen? (laughs) Like, well, uh, Well, uh, uh, who's that first? Oh, Maddenly, the over his most recent entry. Play, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Will he be able to get to his deep squad, hit some homers into the corn? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, will big, you will, been, you will Frank been. Thomas with his IT count be there? Uh, that's what I, you know, for the White Sox, <laughs> Ozzie Guillen. Uh, uh yeah. Well, Will Robin Ventura be charging any pitchers during the game? I don't know. Here's what I do know. Uh, the hype machine on this was at, at an at a 11 from the very start. We got It was supposed to happen last year, but it got delayed because of COVID. Um, I'm not – I did not watch the whole game. Um I fell asleep in the early afternoon, and by the time I woke up, the game had already started. I went up to Jethro's and got dinner, and um, that was that. I did. I saw the end of the game where the Yankees hit a home run to go ahead, and then their bullpen poured gasoline on a fire again, and the White Sox hit a walk-off home run. I'm going to... I'm going to be a little more positive about this than I initially was because my mom, I was talking to my mom and she's like, did you watch that game the other night? And I said, I watched part of it. And she said, I watched all of it. And it was amazing. Wow. Now my mom wow. doesn't give a shit for baseball. 
but yeah. she has been to the Field of Dreams movie site because she loves me, and we went there one year on vacation. Now, my parents have gone to many baseball games because they, they did it for me. They didn't do it because they give a shit for it. They ended up enjoying it, but it wasn't their thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it'd be like you and I going to a soccer game in London for some reason. Uh, right. I would go and I would take in the spectacle of it, but it would be your thing. Like you, right. would, you would know what was happening. Uh, and I, and I think my parents came to that conclusion with baseball over the years, but they watched that from beginning to end, uh, and were just enthralled by it. And I will, I will say this, I watched part of it on replay, especially the beginning part. And Kevin, they, what they did is they cut a path from the movie side, which is still there. And it's owned by some Chicago company, a bunch of greedy profiteer yeah. losers. And yeah. there's, they cut a wide path through the corn to the outfield of the stadium that was built there. And Kevin Costner walks this path and it's very silent except for the Field of Dreams music playing. And then, and, and I'm going to credit Joe Buck here, so I hope you're sitting down, grab onto something. Joe Buck didn't say a fucking word while this was going on. And, because yeah. he would have ruined it if he did. And he didn't, and so that's to his credit. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing then, uh, Troy Aikman was uh, on his chest uh, preventing... Uh, they may have had to do that. Uh, or, or, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Costner comes out about midway into the outfield, and then he looks back over his shoulders, and here come the Yankees and the White Sox coming right out of the corn, just like the movie. And you know what? It gave me the tingles. I don't. I don't. I, I'm being emotionally manipulated, and I know that, <laughs> but it worked. It, it was it was lovely, and they came out. Some people shook Kevin Costner, and then and they came out and they played a hell of a game. And then uh, you know it didn't go my team's way, uh, but uh, they they successfully tugged on all of my heartstrings. I will say that I love Field of Dreams. It's not I don't think it's the best baseball movie ever, uh, but I it came out the year after my dad died. And I think it helped me cope with his death because I was able at the end when Kevin Costner has a catch with his dad, that was, that always gets me to choke up um, because uh, you know, that's the thing you miss. Uh, You you know, you don't get to do those things that you took for granted or those things that uh, when, when your when your loved one is gone, but anyway, it was well done. Uh, was it overhyped? Of course it was overhyped. Um, I, I will, there, here are my cup, my nits. Like uh, 40% of the crowd uh, apparently were locals. But there was, the story was tickets were going for as high as $3,000. There was a lottery that you had to sign up for online by the end of July. And if you got called for the lottery, the tickets were like $250 a piece. Um, to me, that's the over-commercialization. That's, that's the Major League Baseball sh- shitty part of it. Like, 
all of this other stuff that I described is great, but then it's like, yeah, but we're still going to gouge you. Like, don't, let's not forget we're still major league baseball. We're still going to gouge you. You understand that, right? Like the beer is still $12 a beer. You got that, right? Everybody understands up front what this is. Okay, good. Otherwise it was wonderful. And I, and I'm glad I wasn't there because I, it's hot. And I, the, the Dan Finney that's willing to stand in line to see things in live, uh, live is, uh, he doesn't make very many appearances anymore. Uh, if Taylor Swift came back to town, maybe I would do that. Maybe. Um, I'm certainly not driving to Dyersville to see a ball game. Um, I might drive to Memphis to visit you one day when I get my legs back under me, but that's, that's the maximum. Uh, I assume you watched every inning. Uh, no, no, I'm not, uh. Uh, Tony Kornheiser had a good take on this. He said, I liked it. I hope they do it other places, like in front of Mount Rushmore or, you know, and I thought that would be great. Uh, you know, I think, I think you should, uh, they're going to do another one next year, but I, I think they should move it around, not to just movie sites, but to just places in America that baseball doesn't reach uh, because teams are far away in front of cool stuff you know well they could come um, they, could, they could come do a, a game at graceland yeah in the jungle room i don't know <laughs> could they go you could you could do a game in the jungle room couldn't you the what the jungle room at graceland in memphis I, i'm not elvis's house I'm not familiar the jungle room we went there together I don't remember what that room was. It's the room. It was the room with the really ugly furniture, which I know doesn't narrow it down at Elvis's place. But it, they've he cut an album. Never mind. The joke is gone. Moving on. But yeah, they're they've done this in hockey. They've had hockey games in different places. Uh, uh, there are other. Um, Baseball movies, right? There's probably some minor. There's probably some minor league um, site in the build-up to Major League that featured the the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some other uh, baseball films. Uh, the nine nine men out or eleven men out. Uh, that probably had some some games and minor spots. Oh, the the the, uh, the one with the women, that Tom Hanks and Gina Davis, which I'm just blanking on the, the name. I think they played, well, I don't know. They played in like Rockford. I don't know what's in Rockford. Uh, you know, if they, if, they, if they had a game there where it was a doubleheader and they had, you know, a softball game between two really good women's college teams or whatever and then they played a baseball game yeah i mean you're right that they could expand this to, to other uh i mean hell they, they've done this thing where it's like national league versus american league they could take a week out of the season and just every game would be in some uh yeah. you know there's plenty of minor league 
ballparks sure. where they could just mix it up. Just you know, play uh, some play a play a game at at the Cardinals and somebody play at uh, the Redbird Stadium in Memphis. You know, have the Cubs and sure. somebody play at the Boyne. Sure. I mean, hell, they could have the they could have the minor league teams playing in the big guys' stadiums. Just sure. uh, uh, mix it up for both sets of uh, local fans. They used to so have not having to travel to, the to Cubs, get that different experience. The Cubs used to play an exhibition game against the Iowa Cubs uh, yeah. before in the era before we tried to yeah. prevent every single kind of injury and everybody's injured all the time and whatever. But it, it was a fun thing. Uh, I'm glad it's over because. I, I just wear out so quickly on things these days. They just, I'm like, I'm already sick of the college football season and not well, a down has been played. The, this whole, um, the, the whole reason we pin this story, um, yeah. you, you kind of, ref- you had time to reflect on it. Um, but the original pin of this story was that, um, there was a Kim Richards tweet about, oh, is it heaven? No, it's Iowa. And it's like, yeah. okay, you, you, you've milked every other thing. Uh, yeah. this, 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 this new thing you're milking just makes me not want to enjoy this thing that I might have enjoyed. Eric, Kim, uh, you're talking about Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, she's an opportunist but uh, for sure. You, uh, you had gotten the Batman 89 and it's like, oh. This reminds me of a movie, right. the Batman movie I liked, but the comic itself was kind of flat. Uh, I, my response to that was that um, you know, you've got this new Bond character, Daniel right. Craig. It's, oh, oh, Bond. Uh, great. I like that. I, I have pleasant memories of Bond, but he's, mm. uh, he, he's the male equivalent of the Felicity Jones that doesn't smile. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's got rest, resting bitch face for sure. Yeah, he's just so sad, even though he's driving a two hundred thousand um, right. dollar British sports car, and got, he's got the big Rolex, Rolex on, and there's attractive people all around him. Right. Uh, obviously, cause to be uh, it's disappointed. A it's uh, a burden, Paul. It's a burden. It's a burden to be. James uh, you got to kill people and have sex with beautiful women, uh, yeah, and, pre- sounds, and, and prevent horrible. the end of the world. I don't, yeah, it's a burden. Right. I, it's a burden I wouldn't want to carry, uh, which is why I don't. <laughs> you mentioned Batman '89. What what we're referring to is there's a a new comic series from DC Comics, Batman '89, based on set in the era of the 1989 Batman movie starring Michael Keaton, and that movie is something that came out my when I was in eighth grade. I loved it. It was the first movie I ever owned on VHS. Uh, I still own a copy of it. Uh, I watched it and watched it again and watched it again. I don't know that it's held up well over the years, but the child in me who saw that movie for the first time still loves it. And so I thought a comic book series set in this world before Joel Schumacher ruined batman movies with with val kilmer and then george clooney and all the goofy weird bat nipples and all that crap 
yeah. before he did that, uh, before that happened, um, the, the, the two Michael Keaton movies were decent. The first one was great, uh, at least for uh, me being a kid. And the second one was okay. Uh, it had Michelle Pfeiffer in it as Catwoman and Danny DeVito as Penguin. Uh, the real villain of the whole movie was uh, Max Shrek, played by um, oh, who's that guy everybody can impersonate? I don't know. Oh, he's the guy. He's the guy in Pulp Fiction who uh, had the uh, watch shoved up his ass. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is like the real villain in the whole movie, but whatever. No, no. And Batman Returns. So I bought this comic with a lot of anticipation. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is a good, this, this will be nice. Just dip, dip my feet in the magic waters of nostalgia, the way Field of Dreams encourages us to do. And uh, I was bored. Uh, the, 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 the job of a first issue of a comic, in my mind, is to sell me the second issue. And this one didn't do it. I just... I, I didn't. I didn't find what was happening compelling. Uh, it wasn't setting itself up well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the fact that this was a started as a digital series, I think, uh, which is released in a few chapters at a time. I don't know if that constant need for a cliffhanger every few panels results in uh, herky jerky storytelling. I don't know. Um, what I was hoping for was something like the graphic novel adaptation of the movie by Jerry Ordway and um, Denny O'Neill. Denny O'Neill was the writer. Ordway was the artist and it was a painted uh, cover and had a really good uh, solid art. Batman looked like Michael Keaton Batman doesn't look like Michael Keaton in this comic. Maybe they don't have the likeness rights. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but it's it was just kind of a letdown. Uh, which leads me to the Lost Highway argument. Uh, I like to remember things the way I remember them rather than they actually were. And this may be that this is in tune with the way things actually were, but that's not how I remember them. And I prefer the way I remember them. Paul, have you fallen asleep? Uh, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we'll just wrap B block there. Um, we'll close the book on that one, as they say. I can't find that sound clip, otherwise I'd play it. Uh, from the right. Big Lebowski, but I can't find it. Uh, anyway, uh, stay where you are. We'll be right back. We've got it's quiz time. Uh, we've got some quizzes. Yeah. Uh, I'm becoming a teacher, and I need to get used to quizzes. And yeah. and Paul has some quizzes for me, and I have a quiz for him, and then I have a joke, and then we'll all go home and eat ice cream. So stay where you are. We'll be right back after some uh, music from the free internet, uh, the internet free music archive. We'll be back.
are back. And Paul does not disagree with me. That was the conclusion of last block. I'm not sure that that's happened before, but let's not revisit it and ruin it for people. Um, Paul, you've got, Paul has been uh, busy this week and he's got a quiz for me, uh, two of them. So uh, I think it's a fill in the blank test. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Um, well, uh, we learned about these. Uh, learned out. We learned how to write them in education. These fill in the blank things. Uh, so I feel like I feel like the lesson on that. Yeah. Is uh, don't don't write it in such a way that it's humorous. If you put in like a a, a part of the male or female genitalia, that that's that's just the lesson. Don't don't make it too funny if you do they, that, or you're just gonna you're gonna have a classroom run riot. They specifically told us don't don't put oh. joke answers in. Like don't Did don't put don't yeah they said don't put one in that's so obviously wrong that it couldn't be yeah. a choice because that's disrespectful to the students. Oh, you're not, you're not no. taking you're not taking the assessment seriously. Well, I, I hope I'm not disrespecting you with with this quiz. I, I'm hoping it's do do lighthearted, it. lighthearted good fun, and it's you, taken in that spirit. Uh, so, you, quiz one. All right. Quiz one. Uh, this was a headline from, you know, the Bing homepage. Uh, so I, I could just give you the headline, or I could have a fill in the blank, and you could uh, pause it. So basically, it was kind of an over-the-top headline about the UK being rocked by uh, one of the worst uh, gun gun violence episodes in its history, with a massive blank. But here's the blank casualties over the weekend. So you're you're meant to guess. This is, this what, is a current uh, events what, quiz. Well, you're you're meant to guess how many people would have died in this event to have registered such a um, over the top hysterical headline from this being being uh, produced uh, current event story. I'm going to say eight. That's close. It was six. Uh, okay. I, I was I was a little uh, uh, surprised at this story because like you know six would be like a uh, a mid-afternoon on a Tuesday here in Memphis, but apparently six people is enough to get the headline writers cranking their their, their headline writing machinery. Well, worrying well the, UK in, in the, has, UK. The, the UK has some of the strictest gun laws in the world. Yeah. So yeah. I, I they, think, they have I think pretty, that's what the shock pretty, is. They have pretty generous headline light, uh, writing laws, though. Well, uh, about what what constitutes the headline? Uh, the, in, this the story. I remember a Memphis, professor because in Memphis, in Memphis, that's a yawner. Well, you don't get six at once. You get however many mm -hmm. homicides a night you get, but you don't yeah. get them six at once very often. You you get six homicides, fair, but they're several instances. Uh, it, uh, here's what a history professor at Drake once told me, a guy named Myron Marty, who passed away a couple years back. He said, uh, Americans have polite newspapers 
but a rude population. And the British have rude newspapers, but a polite population. And that's probably an exaggeration on both parts. But their newspapers are pretty brutal. They're all like the New York tabloids, uh, except for the London Times, which is, uh, I think, uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch's owns that, or he used to own it. I don't know. But uh, so the answer was six. I missed that one. What's the other one? All right. So this was a headline. This was meant to convey something about the most typical McDonald's customer. So the headline was something to the effect of a, a blank, 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 ordering blank was uh, McDonald's most uh, uh, frequent customer. So uh, there's a so lot of blanks three bl- there. Three blanks and then a blank. There's a lot of a lot of blanks. So this can be a two-part quiz in the sense of what could these blanks possibly be and then what what, what actually filled in those blanks. That's, I'm going, that's the quiz. I'm going to go uh-huh. going to guess morbidly obese white man ordering fries. Uh, so the categories were uh, gender, yeah, uh, level of affluence, yeah, oh okay, uh, race, race, uh, a uh, a uh-huh. lower uh, a lower uh, middle class, uh, morbidly obese white male ordering fries. That, that's incorrect. It was a. Uh, 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 middle class, upper, upperly middle class, mid, oh. mid you know, on, on the top end of middle class. Wow. White yeah. woman oh. ordering breakfast. That that oh. was that was the most common uh, occurrence of someone at the McDonald's. Well, God knows she wasn't going to make it yeah. and let down her feminist friends. Sure. <laughs> So that was it. That, that I'm was fired now. I'm, I'm fired from jobs I haven't even gotten. Uh, Those are my. That was this week's fill in the blank. Were, we were these brought it. to you by Zero Hedge or Twitter or how, how did you come across these? Uh, I think these were just bland Bing headlines. You, oh. you know, it's one of those websites where it has 20 stories and you just click oh, through sure. and. Uh, I, admire I, I admire you trying to prop up, uh, prop up Bing. Like everybody's using Google, you're like, fuck you, I'm going to Bing. You know, you've you've told off Apple or you told off Alphabet Company in favor of Microsoft. That's that's sticking it to the yeah. man, Paul. My quiz is baseball related. Wow. Uh I I want to see I hope it's, I hope it's from twenty years ago, because if it's a current day quiz, uh it's it's it's, it's modern day, I'm sorry. If it's modern day, you're going to be putting an ironic happy face on the paper. <laughs> so I, I'm going to throw out the names, the official names of some of these stadiums. And I want okay. to see if you have any fucking idea where these places are. What city it is. Yeah. What, or what the team is. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, like, I'm All not right. going to do Angel Stadium or Bush Stadium. We, we get it. You know, Yankee Stadium. Fenway, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. These are stadiums that have a official endorser. And yeah, they have a naming corporate rights sponsor, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yes. naming rights. 
American Family Field? Uh, I'm going to guess Phoenix. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's home of the Brewers. Oh, all right. Uh, 0-1. It's a strike. Chase Field. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia? You would think that, but no, it's Phoenix, Arizona, home of the Diamondbacks. Oh, shit. Yeah. City, City oh, Field. Oh, two. City Field. C-I-T-I uh, Field. I'm, I'm going to guess Philly again. No. It's the Mets. Uh, Queens, New York. Ah, yeah. Citizens. See, I, I struck out. I struck out, but at least I got the the bat off my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Citizens Bank Park. Mm. A lot of of finance involved in throwing a baseball. Well, citizens. You can just keep throwing Philadelphia out there. Eventually, it'll be one of them. (laughs) Philadelphia? Yeah, it is Philadelphia. It is Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, Comerica Park. Mm. Is that Tampa? That's Detroit. Oh, Home of the Tigers. Well, yeah. oh, this one you'll get. I'm giving this one away. Coors Field. That's that's in Denver. Right there, you go. They they have that the smooth waters. Yeah. Uh, Globe Life Field. Hmm. That's that's on the Mars colony. <laughs> You're right. Arlington, Texas globe. is on the Marling, Mars colony. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas Rangers, Globe Life Field. The Great American Ballpark. Uh, I should know that one. I feel like that one's been a, around a while. Since 2000. I've heard that before. Yeah. Hmm. It feels very patriotic. I'm guessing somewhere in the south. Okay. Uh, Houston? No, it's the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, well. The, uh, Gosh darn it. Here, here's one. I, 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 this is the worst name, I think. There are a couple of really bad names, but I think this mm-hmm. is the worst one. Globe Life Field. What was the one before it? Didn't it have globe in it too? Oh, did I do Globe Life Field? Where that that was that yeah. was Texas. Cincinnati. Uh Cincinnati with Great American oh. Ballpark. Uh here's the oh, I think this might yeah. be the worst. Guaranteed rate field. This feels like they're sponsored by a payday <laughs> loan company. It does. Uh does make me want to get a loan. Yeah. Uh, I get you get the you get the loan. You, uh, let me your, give you a hint. You get the beer, loan. You get the loan beer, for the your fries. Yeah. You get the loan to get the cab fare to get the hell out of this side of town. Wow. Is that the White Sox? It is. Bing, bing, yeah. bing, bing. I, I use context clues. That's what right. the students will have to do to fill in their blanks. Here's another shit name. It oh. just pump, this pumps you up to go to the game. It's a shit name for a shit franchise. Well, I well. guess they've won the World Series a couple times, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Lone Depot Park. No space That's, between the Lone and the Depot, by the way. Is that Derek Jeter's home club? That is. The Miami, Down Miami Florida. Marlins. 
Yeah, that's that's his that's his cross to bear. You should know this one, Minute Maid Park. Uh, I should. Is it Tampa? It is not. It's Houston. Oh, it's the home no. of the Astros. Uh, here's a, here's something I didn't know. Uh, do you know why uh, people in Houston don't drink more Minute Maid? I thought you only grow oranges in Florida and California, not Texas. Well, Minute Maid, but they have a Minute Maid. Maybe mix. I'm wrong. Yeah, they have a mix, you know, mixed drink. Oh, okay. you know, you know why they don't make it? They can't figure out how to get two know. quarts of water into one of those little pouches. <laughs> Is this your Johnny Carson joke? No, I've got a better, I better a better joke than that. He did um, better than that. Petco Park. Uh, San Diego? Yes, you're getting better. PNC oh, Park. On a roll. That's Pittsburgh. Yes. Progressive Field, also known as Flow Field. Flow Field? <laughs> That's in Venice because of the waters that just yeah. flow over yeah. the top of the pavement. Right, right. They bundle your insurance between innings uh, here at Progressive they? Field. Yeah, they do. They do. House, car, motorcycle, well, you, motorboat, whatever. Well, if you, if you drop your your beer and your nachos, you can get insurance to cover that. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Just, look, just like the commercial with the pizza, the pizza coverage, you know, if you lose your pizza, they can't fill it in time. I will pizza give, insurance. I'll give you a hint. It used to be called Jacob's Field. Uh, it's the only team the Braves of the 90s beat in the World Series. I thought we already did Cleveland, but maybe not. We did not. It is Cleveland. We did Cincinnati. They're both in Ohio. Uh, finally, uh, well, let's, let's see. T-Mobile Park. Uh Hmm. Uh, this is the park they T-Mobile. built after all of the good players had been traded away. Uh, gosh. Uh, Tampa Bay? See, did they ever have players to trade away? I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, owned by, they're owned by a hedge fund. Group, so they, they're big on trading. The T-Mobile Park is home of the Seattle Mariners. Oh, well. You were once in, you once lived in this place, Target Field. Target, see, this is the rare thing where it's like Target is a corporation in Minnesota. Right. So, like, I was able to get that, whereas these banks, they're all over the place. Right. It's hard to associate them with a city. Uh, Uh, Tropicana Field. Maybe that's Tampa Bay. That is Tampa Bay. See, uh, that's the see, that's the thing. Minute Maid Park and Tropicana. It's two competing fruit juices. <laughs> I wonder if one sponsored a field after the other one. It's like, fuck, we're not the only juice company. Well, uh, uh, it's to an, not have I, a field. We gotta we gotta up our game. Uh, I believe that. When Minute Maid Park opened, it was sponsored by Enron. And then, of course, Enron was that 
giant yeah. financial fraud disaster that uh, accountants actually went to jail on. Uh, and so they changed them, they it is that's, that doesn't happen every day. Uh, it brought down Arthur Anderson, one of the storied accounting franchises of all time. Um, anyway, uh, they renamed Minute Maid, Minute Maid Park, which is a nice baseball name, you know, pitcher of lemonade, you know. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna be able to get this one, Paul. Uh, based on the, the truest, rest of this quiz, I'm... right? Yeah, truest park, truest. T U T R I S T Park. Do we know what a truest is? Uh, it is it is the final product of the merger of B B and T Corporation and SunTrust Banks. Truest Financial. It's Truest Park. I've insulted them by calling a bank when they actually. They're a financial services. A variety of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just bank. Not right. just banking. Okay. Correct. Uh, gosh. Uh, I mean, there's only so many baseball teams. Yeah, there's 30 of them. And we've gone through some of them. We've, we've left out the obvious one, like Kauffman Stadium is the Royals, Yankee Stadium, oh, Wrigley yeah. Field, Fenway Park. Dodger Stadium. Gosh. Uh, Toronto. Yeah, it's it's home of the Braves. In oh, is it? Cumberland, the, Georgia. The news. See, I, I would have known that if they hadn't have moved the game. Yeah. The All Star uh, game. I, I blame I blame Major League Baseball for that one. <laughs> I, I take full responsibility for all the others, but not that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I I couldn't agree more that uh all of these names are terrible by the the toronto plays in the rogers center which used to be called mm-hmm. sky dome but i think it's been the rogers center for a little while and by the way it's centre c-n-t-r-e rogers center yeah yeah uh, i think i would have gotten that one yeah i think you would have too that's why i didn't do it yeah. i thought you might get the braves but then again when i w- was looking through these the other night Wait. i didn't know who they were I don't even know where Cumberland, Georgia is. It's a brand new stadium. So uh, it was meant to be uh, unveiled to the world during an all-star game, but that didn't happen. The world world is cruel and unfair. Well, take us out with a Carson joke. Oh, yes, I forgot. I forgot forgot about the Carson joke. Um. So it was an episode from the 70s, and uh, mm-hmm. Walter Matthau and uh, Jack Lemon were on. And they were promoting mm-hmm. some movie uh, where Matthau was playing an assassin, and oh. uh, George, uh, and Jack Lemon was like this uh, suicidal guy in the hotel room next to him who kept coming in and interrupting him when he was trying to yeah. assassinate this guy and I, I like the idea i like the idea of this movie i've yeah. never heard of this movie uh, I, I can't uh, remember the name of it I'll, I'll have to look it up uh well, I'll, I'll look it up don't don't bother but i but you've sold me on the premise right on um so the the 
deal is that uh, Mathau comes out and apparently he has a reputation for telling potty jokes on Carson and his wife was oh, like, uh-huh. don't, don't tell any, uh-huh. uh, you know, bathroom jokes on Carson. You know, it's embarrassing to the family. And he said, but this cop backstage just told me uh, a great one. So I'll see if I can clean it up. Mm-hmm. There are three old men in a nursing home. And they're sitting around talking about their problems. And the first guy goes, you know, I just wish I could go a number one. Uh, It's just dribs and dribbles. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like a good consistent stream. I'm going back five, six times a night. It's just so irritating. And the second guy says, you think you got problems? I'd, I'd kill for a number two. I've been plugged mm-hmm. up since the Eisenhower administration. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I just I can't get anything going. They got me on the laxatives, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And the third guy says, you guys think you have problems. He said, I go number one like the torrential rains in the rainforest. It's just a mm-hmm. calm, steady, warm flow. Uh, yeah pure and powerful that comes to me every morning at about 7 30 in the morning 7 30 a.m huh mm-hmm. said i go number two at 7 35 and it's like mount saint helens is erupt just hot lava right. pouring down uh, it's uh, I, I feel like a better man when it's done the other yeah. guys go well what are you complaining about I said I don't get up until nine. <laughs> That's good. That's a good joke. <laughs> we're not. All right, buddy. We're not going to be able. What's that? Uh, yeah, yeah. We need to. We need to leave now. Costanza, Costanza's law. Right. You, you put in something. You put in a good shot. Then you clam up. You you say you know goodbye, well wishes to to all in attendance. Right. So uh, behave, be well, uh, have, have a good week. Yeah. The next time we talk, uh, I will have yeah. less stuff in my knee. You'll be the, the bionic man. No, and I don't get any new stuff. They just take stuff out. Wow. So anyway, uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch then, but we won't be recording it. So thanks for being my friend. It's always good to talk to you uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. And you too, uh, Sweet 16 listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Bye now. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>